enjoy. Brilliant. Welcome again. If you weren't here at the beginning of the service, um, my name's Ed. I'm part of the team that leads St. Matt's, and I'm really glad that you're here. Hi, Jonah. Um, and it's good that you're with us. Um, our speaker this morning is Lydia Jacobs. Um, Lydia joined uh, St. Matt's a couple of years ago, or two or three years ago, as a student. Um, and it's been a joy kind of getting to know her in that time. Um, but we do this thing called the Leadership Development Year, and it's an opportunity for us to uh, take young leaders, um, people kind of aged 18 to 30, and invest in them, uh, invest in them wherever they might find themselves to give them the leadership skills to be distinctive uh, disciples of Jesus in the workplace and in church. And so it's a great opportunity to learn and to grow. And Lydia's been doing that year with us this year. And so she has never spoken at one of our Sundays before. So be nice, be encouraging. That's my instruction. Uh, But can we welcome her as she comes to speak to us now? Lydia Jacobs. Thanks so much. I like that. Be nice. It's like a warning. Uh, Good morning. I hope everyone has managed to get their morning cup of tea and coffee and is feeling well caffeinated. As Ed said, today we are carrying on with our new download series where we're exploring the different ways in which God can speak to us. If we haven't met before, hello, my name is Lydia. I have recently graduated from the University of Exeter. Whoop, whoop. Not sure if there's any students in the house. Um... And I studied liberal arts. And no one really knows what that is, but basically I'm predominantly a drama student, if you couldn't have already guessed. Um, But yes, I decided to stick around in the city, and I'm doing the Leadership Development Year, or LDY, as Ed said. So I'm involved in our student ministry and our youth ministry. A few weeks ago, Gabby spoke to us about the audible voice of God in the life of Moses, But God can speak to us in lots of different ways. And today I want to speak to us about dreams. Dreams not as in future aspirations or hopes, but dreams that happen when we are asleep. I don't know about you, but when people ask me, how are you doing, how are you feeling? My response is something along the lines of, all right, good, but I'm tired. (laughs) And you might be feeling the same coming in today, whether that's children waking you up super early in the morning, or late night cramming for university deadlines, or just an early commute to school or work. So my question before we begin is, how did you sleep? I don't know if you would say that you would average around four hours of sleep per night. In that case, I really want to pray for you. That's really tough. Maybe more of a middle ground of six hours. I'd say I I fit into that category. Or the last few people where it's like, no, eight hours, eight hours plus, don't you touch my sleep. Did you know that on average, we are asleep for a third of our lives? That is roughly 26 years asleep. That's me being asleep for longer than I've been alive. Yes, I did hear the groans out there. (laughs) 26 years. That's more time than I expected. So isn't it possible that with that much time, God can speak to us when we are asleep, just as he can when we are awake? And this concept that dreams can be a way in which God can speak to us is firmly grounded in the Old Testament. In fact, prophecy, which we might be more comfortable with, and dreams were held in equal level. They were held of equal importance. A famous character in the Bible with a killer coat, which I have tried to channel with my rainbow dungarees. (laughs) (laughs) with someone who clearly had dreams and it was an integral part to his life. 
Quick shout out to all the people wearing dungarees today. I've spotted you, I've clocked you, thank you. <laughs> I have two much older brothers. I am the youngest and the only girl. So like Joseph, I like to claim that I am the favorite child. I'm just saying I am my parents' lock screen and if that's not evidence enough for you, I don't know what is. And I am also no stranger to antagonizing my brothers, as I think we have evidenced here, with me with a broom. <laughs> Love that I've outed myself there as well. So we, <laughs> we will be looking at the beginning of Joseph's life in Genesis chapter 37. So if you would open up the Bible if you've got one, or digital age on your phones. There was a preach last year uh, where we called the screens here a sky bible, and I kind of want to bring that back. So we've got all bases covered. So if you would join me in reading Genesis chapter 37, verses 1 to 11. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he was born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him. When his brothers saw that his father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and they could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream. And what he when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream, and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream, and this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were <clears throat> bowing down to me. When he told his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Shall we pray? <clears throat> Jesus, thank you that you are with us and for us, and that you are constantly speaking to us in both dreams and visions. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us now as we explore the life of Joseph. Amen. So let's start with a bit of context to the life of Joseph. He had 11 brothers and managed to antagonize each and every one of them to the point that they wanted to kill him. <laughs> this is a story of someone who faced many hardships. He was sold into slavery, then taken to Egypt, falsely accused of being uh, an adulteress of adultery, and then thrown into prison. So at first glance, the fact that Joseph had dreams seems pretty insignificant to the rest of his life. 
And I think that might be similar for us today. We've been conditioned to disregard dreams as a way in which God can speak to us. It's easier to assume that, yes, okay, dreams may have been used in the past, but we don't expect God to use these dreams in the same way now. I tend to have a lot of dreams at night, and maybe you do too. But most of us would write that off as biochemicals happening in our brains. But what if there was more to it than that? What if these dreams were so much more important, we just haven't recognized that yet? Or maybe you don't have much experience in dreams, and you might be sitting here today writing yourself off. That's not me, I don't have dreams, I will never have dreams. But I would encourage you to be bold and ask God to reveal himself to you before you go to sleep. And if that's something you want, I think you'd be surprised with the outcome. God is a personal God, and he knows us on an intimate level, and therefore the best ways in which to communicate with us, and that could be through dreams. I am a massive bookworm and a bit of a secret nerd. Um, And I think I'd have to claim that Percy Jackson is my favourite book series. I told Ed this, and he had no idea what that was. So if you don't know, get to know, because you are missing out. Yes, you've been called out. (laughs) Uh, My good friend gave me a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Harry which I thought was overhyped and tried not to take a little bit of offence when he gave it to me. But I've been massively called out about this constant go, go, go mentality I have. And recently, I've been trying to get into the habit of reading before I go to sleep. I find it helps me unwind from the day and just kind of process. Because from the moment that I wake up, pretty much to when I get back to bed, I am constantly doing something. I'm not someone that likes to sit still, I get bored very easily, so I'm constantly seeing people, going for coffee, working, reading, catching up on Netflix. But so much so to the point that I realised that I wasn't making myself available to God. I just expected him to keep up with all the things that I was doing. It would be convenient and helpful if God would speak to us literally, bluntly, didn't really need to interpret anything, so then we could actually just quickly get back to what we were doing before you actually interrupted. But God's character, his gentleness, and his deep desire to talk to us and be in relationship with us is perfectly expressed through dreams. He's not in a hurry, it's just that we are. And in our dreams, God can really have our full attention. In this dreamlike state, we put down our own agendas and we are more available to what God is trying to say. We don't always realize it, but God still speaks to us in dreams today. Job chapter 33 puts it like this, for God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it, in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he will speak in their ears. God still speaks to us today, but it involves a partnership and an obedience to listen to what he's trying to say. In Genesis, we see Joseph as an arrogant young man of 17. He's clearly favored by his father, boasting about these dreams, not once, but twice. 
The first dream is about these sheaves of grain standing upright, and the second is about the moon and stars, the 11 stars, meaning his 11 brothers, bowing down to him. God gave him these dreams, and to be brutally honest, he did the wrong thing with it. He thought they were more about his status. He was more excited that he could be above his brothers and better than what God was speaking to him about, which was his calling and his leadership. Joseph thought it was about his status, but God was talking about his calling. And this mistake in Joseph's life reveals another aspect to dreams, which is the interpretation of them. The interpretation comes from looking back from God and asking, what does this mean? What are you trying to say to me? So where do we start with interpreting our dreams? Well, firstly, acknowledging that this could be God trying to speak to us. And secondly, we also need to remember our dreams, especially if they're vivid or reoccurring. If we don't remember our dreams, we can't reflect on them. And if we can't reflect on them, we can't gauge with what God was trying to say to us. Practically, this might mean having a phone by your bed with the notes page, or if you're old school, notepad and paper. No matter if you think it's important or not, then we can begin to make sense of our dreams and what God can say to us. When I first heard we were doing this download series, my first thought was about dreams, my dreams. And for me, it's been a relatively new experience. In the summer of 2022, I went to Norway with some friends for an event called The Scent. And I remember there was a speaker there talking about going wholeheartedly in for God. And I wanted to, but I just couldn't. I've always struggled with the idea of God as a father figure. Um, the idea of that sort of unconditional love and how that earthly relationship is completely different to my heavenly one. So the speaker was talking about this perfect love, um, and as we were worshipping, it just hit. And I remember just ugly crying on the floor, like snot everywhere, tears, mascara running, and it felt like God had taken a spear out of my heart. And he just said to me, like, I think it's time that I had this. I had an encounter with God and God's love like I had never done before. And since then, I've been having more memorable dreams. Some good, some crazy. And I know that even for my experience in some more bad dreams and scary dreams, it was a way in which God could persevere. It didn't mean that the difficult dreams for me were less difficult. It didn't mean that I was less scared at times. But I woke up, and I still knew who God was. And I still knew that he was with me, and I still knew that he was for me. No matter if our dreams are good or bad, God is still God. And even when we are asleep, he is at work. If we look to the life of Joseph, it's a journey. But one common theme is his dreams and God's involvement. What God had spoken to Joseph was unsettling and scary, and ultimately led him into difficult places, such as Egypt, being sold into slavery and prison, but God was always with him and had a plan for Joseph's life. In Genesis chapter 39, verse 21, it says, the Lord was with him. 
he showed him kindness and granted him favor. God didn't tell him these difficult things would happen to him, but he did show Joseph again and again that he was with him. And when we tune in to God's voice and we tune in to what he's speaking into our lives, we cannot be the same person as we were before. He changes our character. First, Joseph had dreams. Then he moved on to more of an experience in interpreting those dreams. And then finally, we see him act out his calling. But we also see a massive change in character. He is not that arrogant young boy that we first meet. He's tuned in to what God is saying. And in the end, we see that he is restored to his rightful position. He interprets uh, Pharaoh's dreams and ultimately becomes almost like a second in command. His dreams are fulfilled as his brothers come to him and ask him for help, but don't recognize who he is. Joseph has the perfect opportunity for revenge and a I told you so moment. but he doesn't take it. And it might sound like a bit of a cliche, but I think we're all on a journey like Joseph. I know that I am. I thought God was an angry and unforgiving figure, but when I invited him into my life in Norway, I was not the same, and I will never be the same. I've been listening to a song called We Are The Kingdom, and there are some lyrics of, there's no doubt about it, I'm on my way home. I'm a long way from where I'm going, but I'm a long way from where I was. And that might be true for some of us in the room today. We are not where we were, but we're also not where we want to be. And I invite you on this journey to listen to the sound of God's voice. I invite you to this journey of hearing God's voice. God still speaks to us through dreams today. He invites us to partner with him and he's inviting you on this journey. And I think there's a certain power that comes from when we acknowledge that not only can God work outside this box in which we've put him in, but he's also speaking to us and communicating with us in ways that we don't at first expect or acknowledge. When we learn to tune in to his intimate voice, We learn to tune into his whisper and what he's saying instead of the screaming of the world. Imagine what kind of impact that could have for your personal life, your family life, work life, this city, this church, if we were a people that were so tuned in to God's whisper, even when we are asleep. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. The more you realize who God is, the more available you become for him to speak to you, whether you're awake or asleep. If you would join me to stand and we'll pray. I've been getting the sense in the past couple of days where God has sent me rainbows, both yesterday morning and this morning. And for me, it was a sign of, I'm with you. I've been really getting that sense this week, it's just like, I'm with you. And there might be some people that just need to hear that today. Like God's with you and he's for you. So thank you, Jesus, that you love us. Thank you, Jesus, that you are for us. And God, that you spoke through dreams throughout the Bible and you are chasing us down and speaking to us through dreams today. Lord, I pray that we will be the people who hear your voice more clearly, whether we are asleep or awake. I pray that we will encounter you in a new way today and this week, Lord. 
I pray this all in your precious name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Lydia. Uh, can, we just, can we celebrate Lydia and thank her? I was thinking for the response, we could just all take a nap. Uh, no, uh, only the parents in the room really relate to that. But um, can I just encourage us just to close our eyes for a sec? Um, you know, dreams are not one of those things that you can practice, but when God speaks to us, um, whether we're awake or asleep, there's real power. And so I'm just going to invite God to speak to us this morning. And you might never have done this before. Um, sometimes God speaks through putting a picture in our mind or, or a particular word or maybe a, a verse of the Bible, and he wants to speak. And every time he speaks, there's a, there's a purpose behind it. It's sometimes just to encourage us or to, to tell us that we're loved, but God wants to speak to you today. And so I, I invite you, Father, would you speak to us by your Holy Spirit right now? Would you speak to us in this place? Would you speak to us awake and asleep this week? But, but would you speak to us now? Spirit of God, we invite you to, to come and, and to speak to our, our very souls, our hearts, our beings. We invite you to speak into the situations that we're facing.